to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, 90210 is back. Is it? Sort of. Did either <laughs> of you watch this? No. This crazy new thing? No. I can't say I do. No? No. And uh, Riley, I know you did not watch 90210. Taylor, did you me. ever any of it? Any? No. No. I, can I just say that you don't really need to watch it, <laughs> the original series, to watch the new, whatever it was, mm-hmm. episode, movie, pr- pr- uh, I don't know, pilot? What is it? It's going to be a new series. Uh-huh. This was like the first one. Okay. And you don't really need to watch the the old one to watch Ooh, it. Why is that? So it's so meta. <laughs> it's they have taken the actors who were on 90210 and they are playing themselves except they're sort of fictionalized versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Cuz like their situations aren't identical to their real situations and Mm -hmm. like their spouses aren't their actual spouses Mm -hmm. uh but they are at some sort of con for a reunion Mm -hmm. and then they get the idea to do a reboot of 90210 while they're at it and so it's going to be about fictionalized versions of the actual actors doing a reboot of 90210 as far as i can tell that sounds so wild and so confusing. <laughs> I mean, unless the unless the series itself then just picks up and is a reboot, right. which I can't imagine because what they've done is so uh, wild and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It was just so confusing. Like, I was constantly Googling the actors as I was watching going, is that really... Who's really... <laughs> are they really married? Is are they really... Like, who's this person that they're supposed to be that's famous that I, I just couldn't, like, <laughs> I felt like I was in this alternate reality where I was like, I don't remember that book. I don't remember that singer. I don't, what are they talking about? <laughs> and it's because it's all like a, a fictionalized, but somewhat based in reality version yeah. of themselves. Man. And it's very self-aware. Like, Tori Spelling is like desperate to like get her family on reality tv shows and keep making new reality shows Uh so that she can like make money to support her family uh even though like she doesn't really have any new ideas it's just like i don't know i'm tori spelling please make a show about me i've this is the only world i know yeah Uh, it's just so it's so funny so because there was a different well not a well, I guess it was a reboot. There was another updated 90210 in like 2008, right? That ran for a couple years. Oh, I don't know. Was there? There was. It was the same thing. It was just young, edgy teens like dealing with life. So I thought that's what we were talking about. And I was a little confused as to why you were so excited about this reboot no. from 2008. Yeah. No, it was... It was so, uh, I mean, like, genuinely funny. Yeah. Like, genuinely, like, these actors are really, if if these are supposed to be, like, sort of caricatures of themselves, like, 
like there is a grain of truth around which these, you know, (laughs) these pearls are formed. (laughs) If that is the thing we are supposed to believe, it's so smart and funny. And I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just, it's a whole thing. And of course, of course they reference Luke Perry. And of course it was, you know, very sad, very touching and it was sad. Both Justin and I teared up a little bit (laughs) twice. (laughs) So you cried <laughs> watching. We may, have cried. we may have cried a little bit, but um, it's just, I don't know. It just makes so much sense. It's very 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it just, it's this weird meta self-aware reflection of an old 90s show. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I can't wait to see what they do next. I would highly recommend it. I, I wish, I hope more than anything that it becomes a big hit and then uh, my kids grow up to watch 90210 and then those 90210 dolls that I have in a box somewhere in mom and dad's basement I can get out and my kids will appreciate. Charlie will love them. (laughs) I wonder if mom and dad still have those. Probably. Somewhere. My Barbies were always like, forget Ken. We've got the boys from 90210. <laughs> yeah, I definitely inherited those for that reason. I just didn't. There was the the Ken doll, and then there were no other no other dudes. And the 90210 dudes were cool. They had, like, jackets with real zippers. Mm-hmm. They were very cool. Great hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, those dolls and my, um, my New Kids on the Block dolls were very popular. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Among my other dolls. <laughs> Charlie's going to have some weird mashups going on with all of her Disney princess dolls and meeting the boys of 90210. Hey, listen. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's ageless. I definitely had my uh, Anastasia Barbie doll hang out with the 90210 dolls that I inherited. And I think that they were all involved in the X-Files that I would play. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so. That is absolutely, you're right that it's ageless because I can't tell you how many uh, fake weddings I have officiated for Charlie's mini mouse doll mm-hmm. to marry the doctor right. from Doctor oh, Who. Yeah. That rates. Makes with sense. another mini mouse doll as the maid of honor mm-hmm. and Han Solo as the best man. This is all very sci-fi. Yeah, I can see that. You've got two minis from different <laughs> dimensions. You, you have Captain Solo. <laughs> It's like the next Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> yeah, I should play that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I that never ends. Yeah. Justin was looking. It was all set up, and he came in a room later and went, what was happening here? I was like, well, it's quite simple. Obviously, it's a wedding. <laughs> Obviously, this is a wedding. <laughs> At some point, another version of the Doctor, the 10th Doctor, got to start officiating the wedding for the 11th Doctor and Minnie Mouse. Okay. Nice. Yeah. This fake exists on the internet, so it's totally yeah, totally valid somewhere. And if it didn't before, it does it, now. It will. You're welcome, internet. Send it our way. <laughs> we'll read it out loud. Who knows? Somewhere, Charlie is in the corner of her room, secretly typing away. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, she can't do that. No. no. <laughs> She is not, as of yet, writing fan fiction. Yet. But, but she is I mean, composing it. She is making it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all up there. 
Uh, so, you know, what's great is when you're young, you love to make things. Uh, was, was that hey, good? Was that anything? I mean, it was, but then when you say that afterwards, it's, you know. <laughs> Speaking of making things when you're a kid, boy kids like to make things. <laughs> you mean you just edit that first try out there. Yeah. Do that, yeah. You don't edit. Do the second one. <laughs> I always leave both of them in. I love people to hear our goofs. I love how often that we say, we're going to edit that, and then we don't. Because we don't. Hey, listen. One of us does the editing here, and half the time when I say I'll edit that, I don't actually mean it because it's funnier the way you said it the first time. We have a... I feel like that our our listeners understand. We have a contract with our audience that what you get is, is us unfiltered uncensored yeah <laughs> it's, I the, it, it's the like, real deal <laughs> yeah i added it like to make it sound good it's just you know we're giving you a peek behind the curtain this is no professional production this is just a, a day with that's not with us that's not so much 45 a, minutes yeah, of your day it's not like a peek behind the curtain that's like it's just backstage it's just it's yeah. there's, there's, there's no front of the house show that's what that's what I always wanted that's our podcast to feel like, is just join us backstage <laughs> and listen to us chat. Hmm. All right. Uh, so we have, we've talked a bit on the show before about DIY fashion kind of things. Yeah. But there is, I feel like for some reason, among the youth, the youths, mm-hmm. the young, there is a passion for making things yes uh and i feel like that that is even more so than it used to be perhaps because the internet yes would you say that is accurate i would agree um i have a story my first experience a story with a with a pinterest diy craft which i think is where all of my love for crafting originated you know beyond mom like making bracelets with me and stuff was like that's the first so time I a, ever used Pinterest. That's a long title. My first experience with the Pinterest craft, which I believe originated long before. Yes. <laughs> it's um, a working title. So it's a working, it's a working title. title. <laughs> I didn't say it was a story with a title. It's a story with a description. Um, but I remember going on Pinterest and I had a friend coming over. We were going to have a little like crafting sleepover party. We were going to make decorations for our rooms and stuff. <laughs> Mom was going to help me get all the supplies at Walmart and Michael's. I was very excited. P.S. You can never call me a nerd again. Continue. <laughs> hey, crafts are fun. I was going to have a little crafting sleepover party. Yeah. Hey, I was like 12. Okay. I'm just saying you can't call me a nerd anymore. Craft sleepover girl. Uh, okay. I think Anyways, that was pretty so, cool when you were 12, to be fair. Yeah. To make stuff from Pinterest that you were going to like decorate your room with to make it all cute. Yeah. Like, yeah. But today I'm making plush organs with Charlie and you called me a nerd. Because she's five and you said, do you know she was having more fun than when she was playing with her fake McDonald's food when we were making plush organs? I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think there's an age where when you're making plush organs, it's not that it's not cool. I'm curious about some of these. Maybe I want some from a bed, but uh, uh, that it's super cool that it's not nerdy i think it might always be nerdy not a bad way sid just nerdy definitely yeah we have established on this show many times nerdy is not a bad trait it is just one that we all share how anatomically correct are these organs 
Are they cute or are they like legit? So they look like, I mean, they're soft, like they're pillows. Yeah. But so, I mean, like they can only look so anatomically correct. Right. But like, are but, they like the ones with little faces or are they just <laughs> organs? Well, here's the thing. They look just like organs, except she drew faces on them. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. I know. That's, uh... She put googly eyes and smileys on them. I think that's fine. That's like those things. I used to buy them for you like every Christmas. The uh, giant microbes. Yep. I, I have all those oh. still. Charlie plays with them. Does she? Yeah, she loves them. My favorite was always necrotizing fasciitis because it had a little <laughs> knife and fork attached to it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, oh, because it eats your flesh. It eats your, yeah. yeah flesh eating. <laughs> yeah, flesh, okay. yeah. um, anyways. <laughs> Back to my <laughs> yes, story. Your, sorry, your, we interrupted with flesh-eating bacteria. Please continue. <laughs> your story this with, was, the, with the bad title. Yeah, continue. Yes. This was before the days when people were exposing Pinterest pictures for being edited. Because this was when people were still just posting like edited fake pictures on Pinterest saying you can definitely make this, but you definitely can't. Um, and you'll see why this makes no sense here when I tell you what I thought we were making. There are these things called fairy jars that were on Pinterest and they were mason jars that you filled with the stuff from the inside of glow sticks that you mixed with a little bit of water and then put them in your room and they would glow and you could like paint little like tiny dots on it to make it look like fireflies or fairies or whatever but you filled it with the stuff out of glow sticks to glow which in theory sounds like it would work right like it's still like the same liquid but then you think about how big a mason jar is and how little liquid is actually inside those glow sticks. And these pictures on Pinterest were like glowing jars. Like could be a nightlight. Very bright. Very colored pictures. So we sat there just cracking open glow sticks and cutting them open and dumping the stuff inside of these jars. And little pieces of plastic that are inside the glow sticks are going everywhere. They were all over the floor. This seems like such a bad idea. And it was a very bad idea because the inside of glow sticks, if you didn't know, it's just a little tiny, almost glass tube that you crack open. Yeah. And when you cut those open, then all the little pieces of plastic and glass on the inside go everywhere. And when you put it inside of a jar that big and it's that little liquid, it doesn't even glow. <laughs> It just kind of sits at the bottom. It looks like like gross green water. Now where? Uh, so you saw it on Pinterest. Yes, and I think Pinterest is famous for in situations like this where you're looking at a craft. Most of the time, a very misleading picture mm-hmm. and instructions that are very vague. Yes. So you kind of have to piece it together yourself. Yeah. This happened to me a lot where I would find things on Pinterest like I could, that's so cute. I can definitely make that, and then never ends up looking like the picture and the instructions just don't get don't get you there this is why i uh have avoided learning how to access pinterest (laughs) i hate when i have a search result that is uh pinterest because i don't know how to look at it i'll try to click on it and it's like ah crap it's pinterest i never know how to access pinterest Is is, is, Pinterest, I, is that why Sid or is it that that you just can't you can't figure it out? I can't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to get to Pinterest. It's like the dark web for me. There's the dark web and Pinterest. I can't get to either. <laughs> you know what? I think you're better for it. I think those are both things to be avoided. 
I don't know where Pinterest is, but it's out there and you kids are looking at it and apparently they have bad crafts, so maybe it's for the best. If I remember correctly, there was a time when Pinterest first started that you had to be invited to it. That someone, and I don't know how you got started on Pinterest and I don't know who the first people were on Pinterest, (laughs) but like... I, I feel like mom had to invite me to Pinterest. Your mom invited you she to did. Pinterest? She did. True? I remember she invited... I could be wrong and I could be misremembering, but I remember her inviting me to Pinterest. Wow. And I then am, making I my first account. I certain that is not true anymore. No, yeah, no, not no. Not now. anymore. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am not... E- I don't even know where Pinterest is and I know that's not true. Sydney works on the internet and doesn't know, quote... Where Pinterest is. It's like our it's Listen. like our next door neighbor said, it's everywhere. <laughs> right now we're on the internet. Somebody has a Pinterest window open right behind us while they're listening to this. I guarantee you. <laughs> I'm an see, I'm an exennial. I'm not a millennial. I'm in that special generation it, that didn't quite understand the internet. Can't, as find well. Pinterest. <laughs> that, can't find Pinterest. That's the thing that separates your generation, an inability to access Pinterest. Okay. <laughs> That's what I told, I was telling my residents at work today, I said that, I said, I'm kind of in, I consider myself the Twitter generation, because I'm, I, I think I'm a little young for Facebook, like, fa- yeah. I feel like the Facebook, I'm on it, but like, everybody's a little bit older than me, yeah. but I am way too old for Instagram or Snapchat, that is so far, I am, I can't even begin to, I'm just Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> That's the only one I understand, it's a short message I send to the world. Um, I feel like that probably is the easiest for people to grasp, right? <laughs> I I feel like I had seen uh, like lists on the internet of like DIYs, like why would you do this <laughs> stupid <laughs> DIYs? So I just saw it happenstance, uh, looked for it, and I'm not obviously these are mainly visual, um, so I'm not gonna tell you all of them. But I do really appreciate that somebody made a DIY about how to preserve your stuffed animals in jars like fetuses. Organs? Yeah. What? Could you imagine if you walked into someone's <laughs> house? You need to do that with the stuffed organs. I mean, that, okay. You know what? That almost reads, it's almost <laughs> cute. Like, maybe if you had a super nerdy kid and yeah. they're like, I want this. Cool. They have googly eyes. But like, there's like, there's like a Teddy Rubskin in like a jar full of like fake colored formaldehyde. <laughs> like, uh. like his little paws <laughs> pressed to the sides of the jar. His face no. frozen in a mask of fear. Like, why? Uh. Why would... Look, they are! Look at Kermit. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. <laughs> share these why pictures. would you do that? Uh, I, no one look this up. Who? Who is the... I, that is... Yeah. I mean... No, and here, here's what I don't understand about that. Uh, we have so many stuffed animals uh, that my that our children have accumulated, and I got one of those nets for the corner of Charlie's bedroom. You know that you put up yeah. on the ceiling. I always wanted one of those. When I did too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why, but I I thought like this is my big chance. I'll give my daughter what I never <laughs> had. Here's a net to hold all of your stuffed animals, uh, and then they sit up there, and that's the end of them. They just sit there. But we have so many. And they already take up so much space that I have found a way to elevate them uh, up to the ceiling (laughs) to try to keep (laughs) them out of our living space. But what 
why would you put them in jars oh. and make them unpileable? Maybe. Yeah, what space are you saving? Maybe it's like a like a weird childhood lesson. Like, okay, you can get that new stuffed animal, but then you have to choose one to go in a jar. And you just have like a terror shelf in your basement <laughs> that your child has to look at. Like, like, all right, are you sure you want a new one? Then someone's going in a jar. Like, never mind, mommy, I don't want it. <laughs> I haven't seen Toy Story 4, but I'm going to assume... Is that what it is? I'm going to assume this is the plot of Toy Story 4, right? Woody's been put in a jar. No, we got to get Woody out of the jar. That is just... I don't know. Ow. Um, so I, I don't think that would be the DIY uh, project I would start with, um, personally. Yeah. Uh, we watch a lot of uh, DIY food videos. Yeah. Like weird, not just like how to make food, not just like the, I, I think everyone scrolls through Facebook and sees like those tasty things periodically mm. and then just stops staring silently at your muted phone watching a video. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, look at all that chocolate. Well, but you know what? There's a, I can make those. Because there's a hot plate that you get that's the tasty one. And then you have like a little app that has all the recipe videos on it. There you go. And you go step by step and it like changes the temperature on your hot plate for you and time and everything. The internet. There, But they're all the ones that are like, like I watched a series last night with Charlie uh, that was a bunch of like puff pastries wrapped around various things. And the only thing that killed me about this video, it was like puff pastry shaped a pretty way with chocolate, shaped a pretty way with a strawberry, shaped a pretty way with a hot dog in it, shaped a pretty way with, <laughs> I don't know, some sort of cream cheese and ham mixture. I don't yeah. know. But like, like they had, they went through like literally 30 of these without baking them. So I didn't get to see the final result. That's probably because they didn't look as good when they were baked. They so finally they just, did the know. the final shot, was all of the were all of these like, like fancy looking faux yeah pastries that would make the French cry. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> French people would be like, "What have you they done?" They don't. They don't put hot dogs in puff pastry in France. Is that... <laughs> Pat, uh, with what did you say? Cream yes. cheese? Did you want a pan en hot dog? <laughs> 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 but that, it was really, it was like, some of them were kind of fancy looking, and then others, it was like, I think that was just, that's like a hot dog wrapped in a, a crescent you, roll. Like, you I made that's a pig that in a blanket. blanket. That's a pig in a yeah. blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't fancy. That's a pig in a blanket. <laughs> um, but it's to, I guess, make you look like you're a fancy, a fancy baker instead of just like me, a non baker of any kind yeah um well i mean videos like that are the whole premise for the whole show nailed it right yeah that's true like all those things you see on pinterest or those videos of these cakes and desserts that look so beautiful and you're like oh i can do that and then you make it at home and it just looks i love that bad. show i never get enough of that i love a great that show. show so much yeah mm -hmm. it's a very good show I don't know how I feel about uh, myself with the level of enjoyment I have about that show. Like, this is just a show about people <laughs> failing at things. And, like, the person who fails the least gets some money, but, like... 
It makes me feel very happy because all of those people on that show are still so proud of everything they make, even when it's bad. It's true. <laughs> They're usually nice to them, though. Yeah. They usually, like, like they don't say, well, obviously this looks like crap and it tastes pretty horrible. They're, they're always like they find nice things like well you got some frosting on there or it's made of rice krispie treats because you couldn't bake a cake but i like rice krispie treats i, I do <laughs> like the inventive inventiveness when people look at things and go i'm not doing that <laughs> just break out their rice krispies <laughs> just mold everything they do that's my favorite. Like, there's no cake in this cake. It's just also, Rice Krispies. Who doesn't want to live in a world where you have a pantry somewhere on site that occasionally you can just go to and pull out a giant Sheet rectangle of Rice, of, <laughs> of Rice Krispie treat and just, like, cut pieces off oh, of yeah. it? Like, can I have that in my pantry, please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite is when they start eating it. Like the judges, they just go and grab a snack from the pantry. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like go and grab a sheet of Rice Krispie. Like, well, mm-hmm. might as well. Some, yeah. Uh, we, uh, I want to talk about some other crafts and DIYs. But before we do that. Let's check the group message. Um, I have a sponsor I want to talk about while I space out my words while I pull the ad. Um, and that's Mod Cloth. And we've talked about mod cloth before. We all love mod cloth. Yes. We, uh, we all shop at mod cloth. All we- shop there. We loved them before we even did this podcast to begin with. So it's not just because, you know, we're telling you about them now. It's because we actually do love them. Mm-hmm. Um, at mod cloth, there's no such thing as an ordinary outfit. Crafted by a team of in-house designers, their signature styles include hand-drawn prints, standout silhouettes, and an inclusive side ra- size range that celebrates all women because mod cloth believes fashion should celebrate everyone and that's why they include a size range from double zero to 28 um they have new styles of 70s inspired workwear and mod cloth is making august all about your right to look effortlessly great and they have a team of mod stylists on hand that can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help if you have a question about fit or how long something is or you know how the sizes run um which i know is really helpful when you're shopping online and you're not sure what a size will be like if it's different from a different brand um so mod cloth has mod stylists on hand to help you and we all gotten some summer looks from mod cloth some fall looks from mod cloth i know sydney you're a fan of their dresses Mm -hmm. um that's my go-to for any any kind of dresses everything from like fancier things mm -hmm. to just some casual like sundressy things i always check there yeah they have great dresses sweaters pants they even have some nice decorative stuff that i like to get for my dorm as i'm heading back to school Mm -hmm. um and we want you to try mod cloth too because we love it so much so taylor what should our listeners do if they want to check out well the first thing they should do is hurry because we've got an offer for you but it's (laughs) only valid for a limited time so you can get 15 percent off your purchase of a hundred dollars or more including all sale items which is awesome because they have really good sales uh, if you go to yeah. modcloth.com, so that's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter code buffering at checkout to get that extra 15% off on all sale items to the end of August. That's modcloth.com, code buffering. Uh, Still buffering is also brought to you this week by Zola. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites. Your dwe- dream, not dream, dream, your dream <laughs> wedding registry 
affordable save the dates and invitations and easy to use planning tools i can tell you i've said it before planning a wedding was so impossible for me that i had my mom do it um don't be like me <laughs> don't don't make somebody else do the work for you yeah use zola and it will simplify things. They have over 100 beautiful wedding website designs to choose from. They can fit whatever your style it is, whatever kind of wedding you're having, whether it is like a formal, you know, black tie event or at Chuck E. Cheese's. Yeah. You can have a wedding at, or we have a Billy Bob's right here in Huntington. Yeah. Last, might be the last remaining Billy Bob's for all I know. Maybe you want a wedding there. That's where I'm going to get married. That seems like a special event. You already got a band. Yeah. yeah. They're right there. Uh, you can put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests can get all the details they need and buy your wedding gifts in one convenient and beautiful place. And they also have the best completion discount, 20% off remaining gifts on your registry starting right after your big day. So this can make the whole experience a lot more enjoyable. You can focus on like the fun thing, which is celebrating love with people no. whose company you enjoy and some that you are forced to invite because maybe you're related to them but mainly that's the, people the magic of weddings you love and enjoy <laughs> so taylor if our listeners want to check out zola what should they do uh well if you want to start your free wedding website uh, and also get 50 dollars off your registry when why wouldn't you uh go to zola.com slash still buffering that's zola.com slash still buffering start your wedding registry it's free get 50 bucks off uh do it get started save that money because everything's so expensive when you're getting married that's the truth so uh when i was trying to think about some more like things that i diy'd i was never a particularly uh crafty person uh in like in the sense that i can't i i don't have a lot of finesse i feel like my fine motor skills are probably always lagging <laughs> i mean i do fine like hey in, you're a doctor well i was gonna say i do fine with doctor so i'm not a surgeon though that's true i was an okay stitcher i'm a pretty good stitcher but that was about it uh maybe that's why i never did surgery anyway uh <laughs> I didn't do a lot. I started thinking, like, what did I do? And the first thing that popped in my head was I made a lot of book covers for textbooks. Does that count? Oh, you nerd. <laughs> that counts. That was cool. Do you, that does count. Do you remember those days when you had to make your own book covers? Yeah. Well, you could buy them. I, uh... You could buy them, or you could make them out of a brown paper bag, Yeah, which was common, and then you could draw on that, or you could make them out of wrapping paper if you were feeling Freak. really fancy. I, I like newspaper. I don't know. I thought it looked, like, edgy. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It did. Vintage. Newspaper was edgy. Did you use the comics? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I wanted people to know uh, what I was all I about. never got... <laughs> I wanted to use the New York Times crossword so people know what I'm all about. And also so you have a fun little activity whenever you get bored. <laughs> um, I uh, I never got to use those. I remember the first time I had textbooks and I went to go buy them from Office Depot. They just had like the little stretchy ones that are already decorated. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to get those. But mom was like, well, why don't you just make them out of a brown paper bag? <laughs> and I looked at her like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> Does nobody what, do that do anymore? I well, I mean, I'm in college now, so I don't see <laughs> I don't see anyone with any kind of textbook cover. It's just like textbooks. 
because I would forget which one, which book was under there if I had a cover on it. You know, no, that you wrote on and you. Well, see, I had the ones that were just colors that you like slid on over the book. Oh no! Now you use you use different like cool edgy looking lettering on each one to say what it was, and then sometimes if it was one you didn't like, you'd put like math in big bold letters, and then you'd do like in commas sucks underneath of it if you were me. <laughs> Or or if you're me, who, here's the thing, I always knew I couldn't draw, and I hated it because I was bad at it, so it's not like something I enjoyed but was embarrassed about. I didn't like anything about the process of drawing. Taylor had all that talent, not me. But I still would draw, like, on my science book, like, here's some test tubes, or the best approximation of test tubes that I can draw. Here's, like, I don't know, a tree... And a planet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and a planet because it's science. I I mean, like, I was still drawing, like, little teeny pictures around to, like, signify what it was. Like, and they were totally inscrutable. You had no idea what these pictures were. But then I would label them in the same print that was on the textbook underneath. Ah. So that it looked like the, you know. I want a t-shirt that says math in big bold letters and says sucks underneath in print. (laughs) I can DIY that for you. I want that. Jimmy Buffett has a song called Math Sucks. Oh. He does. Mm-hmm. S-U-X sucks. Yes. Yep. I want it spelled yep. that way. I love it. Math is very important. We should all embrace right. math. I, do, I actually do. I just need, this is my little, I do not believe that math sucks. Well, I think uh, math. I don't enjoy it personally. I'll, I think it can both be important and suck at the same time, yeah. actually. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's my stance on math. That's fair enough. Um, I remember for a period of time it was popular to make your own like bath bombs and soaps, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. lotions, candles, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, a big one was like body scrubs and salt scrubs that you like mix together like sugar and um, honey and those kinds of things that yeah. you just like find in your kitchen. Um, I actually have a friend from high school who now has a tiny little business where she just makes bath bombs and like shapes different soaps and stuff and sells them. But I always thought that was so fun. I just was never very good at it. I, it's, I was just going to say, when I hear making soap, like the first thing I always think of is Fight Club. And I'm assuming it's not making soap like that. You mean, like, as a front to, like, an anti-establishment organization? No, I don't think that's what her friend is doing. But I don't know. Give me your best theory. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, well, they also, like, I think they steal leftover fat from liposuction facilities to make it. And I'm assuming that that's that's not not how you make soap. Really? Soap can be made from fat. Yeah. Well, not from stealing it from... Where they do liposuction. No. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it doesn't have to be human adipose tissue, certainly. Uh, I I still, and I know, I, I, <laughs> I have made no effort to understand how soap works. I use it, but <laughs> I, uh, I don't understand how fat could help the aspect of getting clean. I don't. 
Here's the thing. I don't know, but all I know is that in Fight Club, it has to do with adipose tissue and lie, and lie can burn you, and be careful. These are all the things I know about. I don't know. I mean, I I was at a, like, a fancy, like, a grocery store a few weeks ago with some buds, and there was, like, all of these cool handmade soaps, and they had them labeled as, like, contains, you know, contains lard, like, non-vegan, and I'm like, huh, you know what? I don't want to rub all over my body, and not, not because I avoid... Like animal products, but just for logic, like fat. I fat. it clearly works, and I'm not discounting the the science of soap. Just to me, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I need that. I guess. What? What? Well, what what I do? What I've always gathered from all the videos I've seen is it's mostly just people melting. Um, what is it? Glycerin. Uh huh. Which is soap, right? So. To make soap the way that most people do it on the, the internet videos I've seen, like the easy way, you just melt soap <laughs> and then put stuff in it and it hardens back into soap. Like no, you just melt clear soap and you add colors and you add a scent you, mm. then you shape it and it just hardens back you into soap. You just reformed soap. You that just reformed counts, soap. I feel like. But if it, if, if it removes the aspect <laughs> of harvesting fresh fat, then I'm all for it. Yeah, but you still had to get soap to begin Just render with. some bacon grease, mix it with mm-hmm. some sparkles and essential oils, and they, soap? <laughs> I've seen, I, you know, that's funny, Ty, I've actually seen that, although it was a candle making oh, thing, no. and, but they used like bacon grease so that it would smell like bacon all the time. Well... But you, th- I think they may have mixed it with like some sort of coloring and some sparkles or something. I've seen that video. Yeah. Charlie loves these videos. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned vegan stuff. I have to ask you, Taylor. I read this recently. Do you know what they call vegan cheese in French? No. Fromage. Oh, I was gonna guess that, oh. but I thought the French had a much higher, like, a better sense of humor than me. Fomage. Okay. Fomage. I love it. Uh, do, anyway, do any, for do that. any actual French people call it that? Or is that what somebody called fake French cheese? Uh, I have no idea. It was on Twitter, so you can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Like, I do think it's it makes sense that, like, Riley, your generation would have been so into that because as being part of, like, the culinary field for the past, like, 10 years, like, the amount of the expansion of people making things like things you used to just order like it's like there's no thing that like we won't like make our own you know like let's make our own pickles let's make our own bitters let's like make our own amaros and our own vermouths like everybody's making it's like the the rise of maybe even like a reaction to like the mass produce like easy to get like you know instant stuff that we had in like the you know decades before like suddenly everything is artisanal. It's like very on trend for the past decade. That's true. Yeah, I hadn't really yeah. thought about it in that sense. Like I, I when we were think when I was trying to think of different things I DIY'd, a lot of the stuff I came up with was like, well, as a kid, I made my own like friendship bracelets and hair wraps and puffy painted things and yeah. tie dye. Well, I never tie dyed. I knew people could do that. That yeah. seemed like way too intimidating to me. There was dye, there was a shirt, there were rubber bands involved. This is beyond. It got real messy. <laughs> it okay. got real messy. I left the I left the decoupage to mom. But as an as an adult, I DIY'd in the sense that we tried to make beer for a while. 
Yeah, you did. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, I guess we succeeded in making you did. beer. We did not. Su- we did not succeed in making very good beer. But it was beer. It was beer. I think it was like maybe three percent alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it gave you a headache because I think it got extra little. What you know? What am I trying to say? Uh, contaminants in there. Uh, hmm. Well, but it ta- it tasted all right. All right. It was all right. We gave up eventually. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this kind of similar idea when we were talking about this. Um, I remember there were a lot of things I made for my room when I was growing up because I wanted to make them myself and they required many ingredients or pieces and many steps and they never ended up really being less expensive than the thing I could have just bought. Like what? I guess I just never got that. Like I could have just bought my own candles and bought my own soap and my own bath bombs, but instead (laughs) I wanted to buy all these ingredients. I can see an argument for like, it feels good to make something and have it. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know if this is really DIY, but like I have made, I have crocheted things. Right. I have knitted things. I yeah. have made like blankets and scarves and things like that that I didn't need to make. Yeah. And I guess it was probably cheaper unless you can't, unless, unless I was actually getting paid for my labor, then it would absolutely not have been cheaper, but well, I wasn't cause I'm not that good at it. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing I would say is that the cost is, it is a, factor if you a lot of the stuff that I'll see Charlie watch these videos and she wants to do yeah I know we'd have to go to the store and buy and some of the stuff we couldn't even buy at any local stores you have like to like some find of the, it online and order it yeah we'd have yeah. to go order things online that we don't have here to make this thing that I could buy something similar to what she wants for a few bucks yeah you know and so like I do think there gets a point where it's like if you're gonna spend 30 bucks to make something that you could buy for five bucks yeah but I don't know well and I mean when you're talking about like crocheting that's something that like is a hobby and you do it continuously yeah, that's and true. you enjoy that's it but I wouldn't say my need to make my own body scrub was a hobby <laughs> that I engaged in many times it was more so just this seems fun and I may be doable and then I did it once and it was like well I just spent $50 buying all the things to make this very small container of body scrub and I'm never going to do it again. Right, well, <laughs> it's just those weird mm. DIY projects like you don't it's not like a hobby like crocheting or knitting or sewing where you can like make something a bunch of times it's just this weird one-off thing and you're like why did I sure yeah. why did I want to do I, that? I think the only way you make that work is you make a lot of it you do it a bunch of times you know yeah. i think you i think everybody yeah. that does that kind of stuff always has the thought like what if this is my thing what if making custom body scrubs is going to be my thing and then i do it once you're like nope and you know wasn't i definitely <laughs> thought that for a while i was like making body care like uh like lotion and face scrub and face mask like this is going to be my thing and i did it once and i broke the pipes in the sink in our kitchen at our old house because it got clogged with all the ingredients of the stuff I made and I never did it again. Oh no. You're the one that did that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was a long time ago. It was it was this lotion that you were using like things you had to melt down to like form them together. And then when you poured it into the container you were using it all hardened again. Mm -hmm. And I was like rinsing stuff off in the sink. So it was all melted, but then it hardened again when it uh, went down the pipes. I'll do it. Yeah. 
I understand. Um, I didn't think those things through. I was like 13. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and I do think, I do think that's true. Like that you try out some of these things. I think it's very true that you're thinking like, this could be my thing. Yeah. This could be the thing I get into. Yeah. And, and then this, I have had that moment very many times where I'm like, Oh, nope. Yeah. Turns out this is not the thing I'm into because yeah. I finished it and I'm glad it's over and I have no desire. Right. To do it again. Mm. Uh, I, I don't understand what's up with, I know Charlie finds a lot of these like DIY make giant or very small candies. Mm -hmm. Like those really big Hershey bars are like, not like just king size, mm -hmm. like the really big, like size of your arm Hershey yes. bars. Yes. Or like yeah. I saw somebody make a giant pop tart. Um, I, I think I that's just a kind of weird video I mean. that like no one's actually going to watch that and make that thing. When I say weird video, I mean like the weird videos that Charlie watches that we just generalize as weird videos. Right. We we use that term weird videos for all of the things on YouTube that I don't understand. That Charlie watches and very much enjoys that none of us get. Yeah. Like the, a lot of them are unboxing things. Yeah. Like I have 30 LOL balls and I'm going to open them all. Yeah. Here we go. And it's like, why is anyone? This has been going <laughs> on for an hour. Um, I don't know. I, I know that I watched... DIY YouTubers a lot when I was like in middle school that made like giant EOS lip balms and for a yeah. while it was just the trend to make all these different like an edible lip balm and a color changing lip balm and Charlie like, really what? wants to make the edible ones I've seen yeah. a bunch of videos with the edible lip balms yeah. and Charlie is so like oh, please can we make that and she I'm just yeah, wants to eat just it candy <laughs> Just wants it's just candy. candy. That's the thing. It's always just like a melted pink candy uh -huh. mixed with like a little bit of like, I don't know, some sort of coconut oil or something that makes it a little bit softer that's still edible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's it. I don't know. It, it's I like the people that make like the little, like little to scale like kitchens and like living rooms and stuff, <gasps> especially yeah. when they have like a little hamster buddy that like is in there. I yeah. don't know why that's a trend, but I hope it never stops being one. <laughs> I like the tiny kitchen videos where it's a very tiny kitchen, but they make actual food. Oh, yeah, yeah. those are cool. But it's like the size of yeah. your fingers. Well, that's like, uh, and that that's similar to the, the stuff that you were alluding to earlier that we were doing with Charlie today. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I made, I made plush organs no. with yeah. her. Um, she enjoyed it. Yeah. She thought it was, we pretended like she was the surgeon and I was her assistant and she was uh -huh. like reaching over and was like, heart parts, please. <laughs> Thread, please. <laughs> I like that. And I was handing it to her going, yes, Dr. Charlie. Well, making stuff is fun. Like there's some sort of sense of accomplishment whenever you have a bunch of separate parts and somehow you put them together and it makes something like. She was very excited. We have seems these, like something else. Uh, we have these little stuffed organs now. Yeah. And then we found this. This was a very, like, uh, Justin found on eBay this McDonald's uh, kit from 1995. Uh -huh. It's like, it's a little McDonald's restaurant. And it, uh, it allows you to make, like, a hamburger, french fries, and a soda. We also have separately sold a chicken nugget maker. Uh -huh. But they're not actually any of those food products. Yeah. So, like, the french fries are, like, it's a little thing that shreds a piece of bread into fries. And they are shaped exactly like McDonald's french fries. It is weird. It's identical. And yeah. then you, like, sprinkle cinnamon and sugar on it. Yeah. And that's a french fry. 
and it comes with a little french fry container and then you tuck them in there and it looks like little french fries and they have the the drink machine is just for kool-aid like it's just a kool-aid thing but uh the hamburger is like a nilla wafer bun and this little like rice crispy treat patty that's mixed with cocoa so yeah. that it's like it looks brown brown huh. and i mean and, and then you make like it's red and yellow for mustard and ketchup it's so cool and it looks like and then you wrap it in the little hamburger wrapper and she, she put it all on the tray and it looked like a tiny tiny happy adorable. meal yeah. did she eat it did she like it it did not no, she well, she ate a fry and she liked those because it's bread with cinnamon right. and sugar. Like, yes, of course. Uh, but she would not eat the uh, hamburger because it contained the the oh, cocoa right, powder. Right. And she does not like chocolate. She doesn't like chocolate. But I took a bite and I just my only problem is it was just so sweet. It was like sickeningly mm. sweet. Um, not really. The chicken nuggets are better. The chicken nuggets are a little like balls of bread. That are dipped in honey and then rolled in crushed up cereal. Wow. Uh, Delicious. No one should eat that, but I mean, okay. <laughs> but they're also like the size All of right. a quarter. Okay. <laughs> they're quite <All> right. small. <laughs> sounds very disturbing. Like a, just mushy bread and crushed up cereal. Ooh. It, it's a very weird thing, but it is. They had a, like, we had a blast making it and... I don't know that we had this weird food that nobody nice. wanted to eat. Yeah. So people <laughs> still love making things and will always love making things no matter how unnecessary or weird. Yes. And I think, I think that the, all the YouTube videos and I suppose Pinterest yeah. were I to find it, I would could be able to confirm that these have only added to the DIY mania. Mm. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I want to learn how to make things for real. Like how to like, uh, like smelt smelt <laughs> what things how to like take metal and forge things you, you uh. <laughs> so you want to be a blacksmith <laughs> yeah i want to learn how to do like that guy or like woodworking those are very different things um well <laughs> okay this is not crafting yeah, i would start with like no. maybe try some whittling maybe that I could try some whittling. Yeah. And How then about I'll soap carving. I bet I'm going to be that person who whittles. I could see that. <laughs> I could see you being that person that whittles. Let's each, let's each, we've each decided on a craft. I'm going to be that person who whittles. What are you two going to do? I, I wrote a bar. I'm crafting all day. All day I'm like making That's tinctures true. and bitters and combining things. That is my job is fueled by the DIY craze. <laughs> Hey, I think you have to go off the beaten path with this one, though. Find a find uh, a new craft. No one did. Who saw it coming that I was going to be the world's greatest whittler? I want to make artisanal soap. You're going to make I wanna, soap. I want to bring it back. I made it forever ago, and I didn't do good, but I'm going to do good this time. Just go watch Fight Club, and then I you'll know how. <laughs> I make cocktails. I make drawings. I make comics. Oh, I, I why do I have to make more things? All right, fine. You make fine, enough. You things. make a lot of. Things. You don't have to make anything else. I'll, I'll make pickles. Oh, okay. I good. love pickles. I've made pickles once before, but I could always make more pickles, so I'll make pickles. All right, please make me pickles. Okay. Well, thank you, listeners. Uh, we're all going to go do our crafts now. Yep. Um, so right now. you you get to work too and figure out what you're that person who does 
What? You don't even know yet. Figure it out. I'm I'm the whittling girl. Find oh. your oh, whittling girl. Sid. Oh. Whittling <laughs> Sid. Uh, thank you to the Maximum Fun Network uh, for letting us be a part of their wonderful family of podcasts. You can go to MaximumFun.org and listen to a lot of wonderful shows that you would enjoy. Uh, you should tweet at us if you want to at StillBuff or email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org if you have thoughts or suggestions or questions or comments or topics that you think we should talk about or crafts that you yeah. want to send us pictures of or whatever. Tell us about. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I was too. Oh, Sid the Whittling Girl. Whittling Sid. Whittling Sid. Nobody whittles like Welcome. Thank you. No problem. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.